Hello, and welcome to this edition of Atheist News Network. we got three articles to discuss. If, if we have time, I might even squeeze in a surprise article. But, uh, <laughs> You're always the, trying with the surprise articles. <laughs> it's, it's a good one. we got four reviews. Four reviews. You That's keep telling us we true. only have four listeners. we got four reviews in the last week. Yep, yep. Same four listeners are doing it. Now, Graveview, where do you get off saying that you are our tenth listener? You are number five at best. Are you telling me the same four listeners are logging on under different names in iTunes and leaving reviews? Well, truth be told, I'm pretty sure it's you that's logging on to iTunes underneath different people and just posting reviews. I would give us one star, because like I said, it'll be a ten-star podcast if it's just me. Uh, the fact that you're on here takes away nine of those stars. We're down to one. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to settle this argument very quickly because I have actually contacted the one reviewer who said we were good but found us grading at times, and he has agreed to come on, and we are going to find out firsthand which one of us is more grading and which one of us tears down the other and drags down the entire podcast. Uh, according to MacMini123, uh, I'm freaking awesome. I got five stars. What more can I say? Charlie's a freaking awesome and hilarious. Layton sucks. No, um, I'm pretty sure the only thing Mac Mini said about you is you were the pee in his pants. Cavico says, best podcast, wonderful jobs, greatest podcast ever. Yeah, he was talking to me on that. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> he requests seven, Seventh-day Adventists. We may, we may do that, actually. Actually, that is a good idea. Nice, nice going, Cavico. Or should I say Charlie? You had a problem with Graveune? Yeah. Pointing out that you are our tenth listener, I am sorry. At best, we have four, and you could possibly be five, and the audacity behind you. I mean, I'm shocked. I'm literally shocked that somebody out there who listens to us would have that much audacity. Chris Steves, this was just both these two guys, maybe they're friends. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) These guys are great, and they keep getting better. Uh, Mostly Charlie. No, no, I'm pretty sure it was mostly me. We got, all right, let's get to the articles. Oh All right, God, sounds we've already spent three minutes. We might have time for that uh, that uh, surprise article. Um, Thank God, your surprise articles are getting boring. We got a two two for uh, on the Islam Q and A. This one just keeps giving. Uh, I love it. The first one is ruling on eating mermaids. The question is: Is there any th- such thing as a mermaid? The answer is: Praise be to Allah. A mermaid is a creature that lives in the water and looks like a human. As to whether it really exists here is a mythical being, that is subject to further discussion. What he really wants to answer is whether you can eat one or not. Why would anybody even bring this up? That's that's like saying you want to eat a dragon and you want to find out if that is all right. He's fixated on this. The question was, do mermaids exist? And his answer is, yes, you can eat them. <laughs> yeah, he never quite comes out and states that a mermaid exists. Now, he does quote the French La Rue's Encyclopédique, with the word siren, which, uh, from the modern academic resources, I love that, that are available to us, it may be understood that the mermaid, which is called Cyrene in French, is a mythical creature that is described in fairy tales as having an upper body like a woman and a lower half like a fish. Yeah, I mean, they go on to say uh, it's okay to eat a mermaid because apparently it is halal, which is okay, uh, to eat anything in the sea. So if the mermaid lives in the sea, therefore, Allah approves of you eating it. Now, what what gets me is, you're on a boat, you haul <laughs> up a bunch of fish, a mermaid pops out, and the first thing that hits your mind is, 
Can I eat this thing? With lemons? Does <laughs> you guys got any tartar sauce? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you don't want to, I don't know, find out if it can speak, find out if it has a society. The first thought that goes through your head is, mmm, that's finger licking good. Does my religion allow me to eat this mermaid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. I mean, that is the first thought that goes through your head when you pull a mermaid out of the ocean? Look, I'm issuing a fatwa right now. And, and these guys are wrong, and Allah is wrong. Oh, you're okay. going to get a jihad. It is okay. I'm going to issue a jihad on these guys for getting this wrong. That's my fa- that's my first fatwa. Oh, okay. All right. All my praise s- the great Charlie. My second fatwa. Al-Kahim Charlie. <laughs> my second fatwa is you can only eat the lower half of the mermaid, the fish half. <laughs> the human half is ha- ha- halal, haram. The human haram. half is haram. Haram. Halal is the good stuff. Off limits. You cannot eat the boobs, but you can eat the fish tail. Well, that brings up a good point. They only talk about the female mermaids. They never even talk about eating the male. The question is, is there any such thing as a mermaid? It is not, is there any such thing as a merman? (laughs) So obviously there is no question as to whether a merman exists. It's only if there's the females of the society. Are you telling me these mermen are swimming around going, Hey... I want to know how these guys reproduce, number one. Number two, how do mermen uh, masturbate? Which leads us to the next question. Does masturbation break the fast if it is done during the day in Ramadan, but no semen is emitted? Again, this is a, yeah, that, that's a good question. This is a question I've had for a long time. Yeah, well, actually, Shaikh Ibn Baz, Baz actually answers this. Masturbation during the day in Ramadan invalidates the fast if it is done deliberately and semen is emitted as a result. Now, I often accidentally masturbate. In uh, fact, I often just trip and fall and, oops, I've masturbated. <laughs> what happens to me is I trip and fall and partially get up while holding my dick and then fall again. <laughs> so it's just a constant lifting and falling motion for you. Dur- during Ramadan. Uh, see, I, I'm actually known as uh, the last of the five-second men because as I'm as I'm going down, I'm actually flogging hurriedly <laughs> to get it out. <laughs> Sometimes I get my penis stuck in empty door handles. You know, it's a hole. <laughs> door handles. <laughs> or I'll close it in the door, and I'm just trying to get it out. That that I wasn't trying to masturbate. I'm just trying to get my penis out of the door. Yeah, it's just that constant pulling. See, I have that same problem, except it's usually with drains. (laughs) (laughs) And then, oops, well, there goes my Ramad, and it completely invalidated it. The ruling is, if the semen is admitted, so you you can stroke the sausage all you want, just don't emit semen. Yeah, just slap Flipper up until he squeals, and then stop. Until he squeals? <laughs> hey, you've got your metaphors, i got mine. Uh, the next one is Vatican Bishop points to modern social sins. He's come up with seven deadly sins of the modern era. Uh, Ooh, this sounds, uh, this sounds rough, actually. He says, while sin used to concern mostly the individual, today it is mainly a social resonance due to the phenomenon of globalization. Now, I'm sorry, I I disagree with him. Are you telling me that somebody stealing from a community isn't going to affect the community? So what if globalization has occurred? That's a good question. Um, 
What about the thought crimes that Jesus uh, was ready to convict us of in the New Testament? Lusting after yeah. women. I, well, I suppose you could argue that all these, all of these sins have uh, social consequences. But now he's got seven new modern sins. This is Bishop Gianfranco Girati. I wonder if we've broken all of them already. Uh, well, let's see. Number one, bioethical violations such as birth control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, hanging upside down and singing Rocky as birth control that violates it. That uh, violates several health ordinances. <laughs> Number two is morally dubious experiments such as stem cell research. Uh, God. Why, why does the Almighty God, Jehovah, Elohim, creator of the universe, care if we poke around in stem cells? Well, i got to tell you, it's obviously because when you have somebody who gets a spinal cord injury and we are actually doing research to learn how to heal them, then we are going against God's will. This is exactly like birth control. If someone is paralyzed, then it is God's right to paralyze them, and it isn't our right to fix it. Well, that's true. God, um, much like amputees, God doesn't like healing paralyzed people. It pisses him off. Exactly my point. Obviously, if we are stopping the actual birth and we are healing people, then it is, is against God's will. Uh, exactly. So that's a sin. You, you stop doing scientific research, period, by the way, because that leads to less belief in the Bible. Yeah, that's bad. Number three, drug abuse. That, that apparently is uh, less of a sin than uh, birth control. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I've actually heard that there's a statistic out there that says more people die from birth control than they do from drug abuse. That's probably true, uh, because yeah. of all of the uh, babies that uh, are not born due to birth control. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> number four is polluting the environment. I'm glad they've caught on to this one. I don't know why uh, it took them so long, but you know, God said that... Um, creating this world and giving you stewardship of it. Uh, but then Jesus said, uh, do what you want, man. I'm coming back real soon. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm going to burn the unrighteous. The rest of you will be happy with me. So uh, uh, who cares at this point if you believe in this stuff? Isn't God going to like send like a wave of fire and destroy the earth anyway and rapture his beloved? That's polluting. Talk about pollution. Listen to all that carbon God is emitting into the environment. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much he's going to send the entire... I mean, we might as well just shoot off our nuclear weapons. I mean, that, up to this point, is exactly what God's going to do. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, five, contributing to a widening divide between the rich and the poor. Six, excessive wealth. Seven, creating poverty. I think Bishop's cheating here, because those last three are just one thin. <laughs> he's just trying to get up to seven. I, I'm still trying to figure out how you create poverty. By excessive wealth. It still doesn't make sense. So you have one person who's making a lot of money, and because he is making a lot of money, uh, dozens of people are being impoverished? That doesn't make any sense. Well, there's only a fixed amount of money in the world, so if you're making it, you're taking it from other people. Uh, yeah, but that's where mining comes in. We increase the, <laughs> we increase the money. <laughs> you just print more money? Yeah, just print more money. I mean, that's what the U.S. does. Isn't the Catholic Church one of the richest organizations in the world? You know, if I'm not mistaken, not only do they have their own city, but their own country right in the center of Rome called the Vatican. Yeah, there are, what, like uh, a billion Catholics, all who should be paying tithing uh, to the church. Uh, so uh, I think that um, in order to... I'm going to help them out. I'm going to help out the Catholic Church. 
you guys can send all your money to me, and uh, I will distribute it. In fact, I will be Charlie's steward and help him distribute it if you guys do that. Fantastic. Uh, so we've solved the last three sins. Now there are only four deadly sins of the modern era. <laughs> well, good. At least we saved the last three, so that means uh, we have saved souls. You and I are not going to burn in hell as everybody says we are. We'll be raptured. Uh, awesome. All right. Uh, we got time enough for our uh, secret article. Are you ready for Damn this? Damn it. I was hoping not. All right. Hit me. Obese Texas inmate hides gun in flabs of fat. <laughs> Uh, you're shitting me. That's a fake article. An obese is from Houston. An obese inmate, and by the way, they're pretty much all fat in Texas. Um, well, everything's crazy. big in Texas. An obese inmate in Texas has been charged after officials learned he had a gun hidden under flabs of his own flesh. 25-year-old George Barrow was charged with possession of a firearm in a correctional facility after he told the guard at the Harris County Jail about the unloaded 9mm pistol. Uh, Houston Chronicle reported Thursday Vera was originally arrested on charges of selling illegal copies of compact discs. Well, I'm curious, why was he carrying a gun that was unloaded? So there weren't any bullets in it, and yet he felt he needed to shove it up in the flabs of his fat. And the next question is, which flabs was he shoving it in? The 500-pound man was searched during his arrest, and again at a city jail and the county jail. But officers never found the weapon in his rolls of skin. Vera admitted to having the gun during a shower break at the county jail. Uh, when they did search his flabs of fat, uh, <clears throat> they found a large pizza and a baby seal. Unfortunately, <laughs> the baby seal didn't make it. I figured out how they found out about the gun. He dropped the soap, bent over, and plop, plop, fizz, fizz. They should search through and find out if he's got his laptop computer at his home office in there as well. <laughs> and a small Volkswagen. <laughs> 500-pound man hides gun in the slabs of fat. That's, um... That's, that's an, an all-time low. <laughs> <laughs> he was searched three times. <laughs> uh, isn't that why these guards have rubber gloves? Is so they can search those certain right. orifices? Where are, where are the orifice searches? Come on. <laughs> All right, well, that's it uh, for this episode of Atheist News Network. Next week, Leighton and I are going to travel to Sweden. Oh, yes. And interview some uh, local Swedes who are having problems with global warming. Yes, yes. In fact, uh, it's going to be a good one to listen to, so join us again next week.